Today is February 9th, 2024, and you're listening to Space News First Up. First Up is sponsored by Terran Orbital, the leading manufacturer of satellite products for the aerospace and defense industries. Terran Orbital provides end-to-end satellite solutions to meet the needs of the most demanding military, civil, and commercial customers. Learn more at terranorbital.com. Here are today's top headlines in space. A Crew Dragon spacecraft returned to Earth this morning to conclude the AX-3 private astronaut mission. The National Guard is in discussions with the U.S. Air Force about the future of National Guard members who support the Space Force. L3 Harris Technologies has completed testing of a digital phased array antenna. Maxar Intelligence, the satellite imagery and geospatial analytics arm of Maxar Technologies, has named a new CTO. European startup OQ Technology is the latest company to study entering the direct-to-device market. First Up is produced by Space News, the industry standard for professional space journalism. Visit spacenews.com for breaking news, policy updates, and original analysis. We begin today with news that a Crew Dragon spacecraft returned to Earth this morning to conclude the AX-3 private astronaut mission. The Crew Dragon spacecraft Freedom splashed down in the Atlantic Ocean near Daytona Beach, Florida, at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. The splashdown concluded a mission lasting more than three weeks, including two and a half weeks at the International Space Station. Poor weather delayed the spacecraft's return by nearly a week. The National Guard is in discussions with the U.S. Air Force about the future of National Guard members who support the Space Force. The chief of the National Guard Bureau, General Daniel Hokanson, said Thursday that he has discussed with Secretary of the Air Force Frank Kendall options for the approximately 1,000 members of the Air National Guard who support Space Force operations in seven states. Guard advocates on Capitol Hill have tried to establish a Space National Guard, a move opposed by the Biden administration because of its cost. The 2024 Defense Authorization Bill directed Hokanson and Kendall to look at the pros and cons of transferring all space functions of the National Guard to the Space Force, as well as options to create a Space National Guard or maintain the status quo. L3 Harris Technologies has completed testing of a digital phased array antenna. The company said this week it completed a three-month test of a compact digital beam-forming phased array antenna system, DPAAS, in Alaska. The DPAS prototype handled an average of more than 300 satellite contacts per day, including up to eight simultaneous contacts. The antenna is intended to address government and commercial demand for innovative ground systems to communicate with large satellite constellations in low-Earth orbit and with constellations that include spacecraft in different orbital planes. L3 Harris conducted the test through an agreement with NOAA. Maxar Intelligence, the satellite imagery and geospatial analytics arm of Maxar Technologies, has named a new CTO. The company said Thursday that it hired Arvind Srinivasan, who previously worked at Google, Meta, and Apple on cloud technologies, as well as Google Maps and Google Earth. The hiring is the latest change that Advent International, a private equity firm, has made at Maxar since taking the company private last year. European startup OQ Technology is the latest company to study entering the direct-to-device market. Luxembourg's government is providing an undisclosed amount of funding to the company for a six-month feasibility contract to study ways to connect unmodified smartphones with its satellites. OQ Technology currently provides narrowband Internet of Things, IoT, services using eight CubeSats, 
with two more to launch in March. The company plans to examine how it can use terrestrial spectrum to provide services. Several other companies are pursuing similar approaches, but other satellite operators warn that could cause interference with their services. In other news, artificial intelligence technologies are accelerating innovation in space. Companies said at the SmallSat Symposium this week that they are using various AI tools to enhance their capabilities, from designing components to searching satellite imagery. All this progress would not be possible, they said, without cloud computing providers that give them access to extensive computing resources. Some companies are now examining space-based edge computing to enhance those AI capabilities. Collins Aerospace has put a new spacesuit through a series of zero-gravity tests. The company recently completed tests of a spacesuit on an aircraft flying parabolic arcs that generate 15 to 25 seconds of microgravity at a time, showing how astronauts could carry out discrete tasks wearing the suit. Collins is developing the suit under a NASA contract with plans to eventually replace the aging spacesuits on the ISS. The company also seeks to offer the suits to commercial space stations and adapt them for use on the moon. The Deccan Herald reports that India plans to launch a weather satellite next week. The Indian space agency ISRO says it is planning a February 17th launch of the INSAT-3 DS spacecraft on a GSLV rocket. The satellite, which will operate from geostationary orbit, will join two other satellites, INSAT-3D and INSAT-3DR, providing weather data for the Indian government. PCMag reports that SpaceX says it has not authorized the use of Starlink in Russia, even as Russian stores offer terminals for sale. In a statement Thursday, SpaceX says any Russian online stores offering Starlink terminals for use in the country are scamming their customers. The statement came after reports that Russian companies are importing Starlink terminals through Dubai, selling them at a considerable markup. Starlink does not officially provide services in Russia or Russian-occupied regions of Ukraine, but some sources on the ground claim the terminals do work in occupied regions and along the border. Voyager Space announced that a former Japanese astronaut is joining their advisory board. Suichi Noguchi spent 27 years as an astronaut with the Japanese space agency JAXA, flying on the shuttle, Soyuz and Crew Dragon, and spending two long-duration missions on the ISS. Noguchi will assist the company as it works on the Starlab Commercial Space Station.